0: Up working up next the podcast
1: With Quavo And, and Takeoff mm-hmm. For the You know Infinity Links project mm-hmm. man. Rest in peace Takeoff huh? Definitely Definitely rest in peace Um To have that opportunity To be a part of The listening party To be over Like inviting everybody And helping with the marketing And promotion For that right mm-hmm. there That to me Was more significant Than a lot of other things <laughs> Because the thing about it is It's like like i said the main djs have their own schedule mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying then you gotta look at the the level of artists the caliber of artists That's, yeah lil baby is always somewhere so champ always somewhere with lil baby mm-hmm. Weimer uh, is always somewhere with City Girls. Mm-hmm. Look at how big JT is. Look at how big uh, Carisha is. You know what I'm saying? To change the perception of the younger generation. Mm-hmm. You have to tell them now, nah, y'all need to be listening to this over here. You can't tell them stop listening to music. You mm-hmm. can't tell them stop listening to rap music. Tell them to go listen to certain Tupac records. Tell them yeah. to go listen to Keep Your Head Up. Tell them to go listen to uh, Biggie, The Sky's The Limit. Mm-hmm. That'll give them a different perspective on hip-hop or what it can be. That'll give them something different to think about when it comes to lyrics. Good
0: in a legacy, so watch how you step to me. Know what's in here, there ain't no comparison, stacking up guarantee. Movement so militant, consistent in discipline. Getting that paper and stacking it up, no time for no chillin', man. in a legacy, so watch how you step to me. Know what's in here, there ain't no comparison, stacking up guarantee. Moving so militant. Consistent and disciplined. So disciplined. Getting that paper and stacking it up. No time no chilling, man. Yo, what's good? It's Sir Gates here now, tuning to the Inherited Podcast. Welcome back to another week and the episode. Hope y'all doing all right. Again, if y'all been liking, commenting, subscribing, downloading, hitting that notification bell on YouTube. I highly appreciate it. Make sure y'all keep doing that. We about to hop into today's episode. Our next guest, Mr. Ruben Wood. Uh, president QC DJs, Music producer and artist We're well, about to jump into it Get his backstory They um, say my goal Always to bring some good value To our audience we so about to jump right into it Man, so how you doing my dog? I'm good, man How you doing? Appreciate you for having me too I'm good, man I'm good Thank you for coming through, man Again, shout out to China For setting this up uh, <laughs> See you plugging in, man
1: <laughs> Yeah, definitely Shout out to China Definitely
0: Yeah, for sure So um, real quick Before we get started, right? Usually do a quick icebreaker I'm going to pick a card From this deck, right? I don't know what it's gonna say, it ain't nothing crazy or nothing like that. You'll answer it first, then I answer it next. So, we're gonna uh, quick little shuffle and see what it say. Let's see. Um, all right, cool. So, what book belongs on everyone's bookshelf? So, what you think book belongs on everybody's bookshelf? Um, the 48 laws, 48 laws of, of power. power. Yeah, that's a
1: dope yes. man. Why you think so? Once you read that, it'll probably change your perception of uh how you deal with people. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Cause I feel like for a lot of people who've already read the book, yeah, they be trying to use the mind games on you. The young <laughs> you know, and you know even unless gone, read until you
2: read
1: it. <laughs> so I feel like a lot of people should be, you know, they should read that yeah. and be aware. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It'll help you out being up on game, like you say, folks try to use it against you. You don't yeah. know what's going on and it's working perfectly, but if right. you know a Spot that out from a mile away. Right. Um, with my own pick, I would okay. suggest that too, but I'd say I probably have two. Um, uh, How to Big Success by Steve Harvey, and then this uh, probably cliche, but Rich Dad Poor Dad. Yeah. It's only because, um, with one, Rich Dad Poor Dad, just having folks be able to switch that mindset to asking yourself instead of I can't do this to how can I do this right. and, and just switch that mindset thing. Also, the Steve Harvey book, How to Big Success, he pretty much is talking about giving you that motivation and that mindset to take that first step, take that first leap in and do it and do what you do in life, like follow your purpose and walk in purpose and stuff like that. So I have to recommend those two books as many more, but those are the first two that came off the top of my head. So yeah. I'll go there. Um, All right, cool. So I have got that out of the way. So, um, so just take us back to young Ruben, right? Like, uh, childhood, what you can remember growing up, like just your environment, just, uh, so we can try to step into to see what got you and see your industry now and how you got it. So how was life growing up for you? Family, friends, like what was that like for you uh mm-hmm. back then?
1: <laughs> hey man, life growing up for me um started out in Brunswick, Georgia, mm-hmm. which is four and a half hours south of Atlanta. Mm-hmm. So I'm literally from a place that's like a group of islands. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, we connected by bridges and stuff like that. We in between Savannah, Georgia and Jacksonville, Florida. We sit right there. So um, for me, I would say like, you know, growing up was country. I was mm-hmm. in the country. I was out on the beaches and stuff like that, Um I never really liked school because I'm one of the <laughs> people who not, not necessarily, <laughs> you know, challenged and stuff like that yeah. by uh, academics. But for the most part, that's that's really what it was. Uh, you know, my parents was together for mm. seven years, and then they pretty much split when I was seven. I went from Brunswick to Dawson, Georgia, which mm. is a, a town that's... Probably, dang, it's still segregated to this day in Georgia.
2: (laughs) (laughs) It's outside
1: of Albany, Georgia. Um, I grew up there for, like, another seven years Mm -hmm. living with my moms. Then I came back to live with my pops, man. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, that's kind of how I was growing up for me, at least throughout that interval. When I got into music, I got into music when I was probably – around seven years old. Mm -hmm. Um, I started out dancing, really, Mm -hmm. and, you know, freestyling, doing wild stuff with other kids in school, Um, and that kind of went from there. In ninth grade, we won the talent show Mm -hmm. for uh, Brunswick High School. You know, we was was in a group. What was the name uh, of the group?
0: One of the ones you may want to keep on the low.
1: Yeah, it was it was CB something. Nah, but you know, nah, it was it was CB something. Yeah, but I got kicked out of the group.
0: You know, man, what you do? Though? I was
1: I was David Ruffin. <laughs> I was David Ruffin in the group. Man. Um But you know, I, yeah. I had the I had a reason to be like that because I felt like sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> they would, they would kind of leave me out of stuff, you mm-hmm. know. Um, we we used to do a lot of, we, mm-hmm. we did a lot of performances and stuff as a group. But, yeah, like I said, I got left out a lot of stuff. So I was like, all right, well, you know what? Forget y'all. I'm going to go do my own thing. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm going to go start making music on my own. <laughs> so that's pretty much what I did. Um, I put out my first mixtape in 2010. Mm-hmm put out my first project um, probably around 2011 because after I graduated high school, I wound up moving to New York.
0: Mm, that's a big jump
1: going yeah, from down here to New York. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I Initially, I came to Atlanta initially. I was going to college at the Art Institute of Atlanta.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Then I wound up dropping that because I said, you know, the tuition is uh, 50-something thousand a year. You know, that's um uh, that's that's not in my tax bracket at yeah. the time. So and I didn't have a job. So yeah. Knocking for them, boy.
2: <laughs>
1: uh-huh. <laughs> so I was like, you know what, I'm gonna just go ahead and do some music and uh pursue that. So yeah, I wound up going to New York and from there, man. You know, I got put on by uh Wu Tang management and everything, I mm-hmm. um, was doing Showcases and wind up getting myself a deal
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, at a spot that was kind of popular then, Legacy
2: mm-hmm.
1: Lounge that was off of uh, Nordstrom Ave in Brooklyn. So from there, you know, it was a horrible deal, but you know what I'm saying. First one of them first ones, yeah. It kind of made it made me who I am. Um, I stopped doing music for the next ten years after that. Mm-hmm. So. You know this year and having this project getting ready to come out is actually my return to music because i hadn't done music in mm-hmm. like 13 years really like yeah <laughs> yeah
0: and that's the spirit what so what gave you that uh that spark to be like let me jump back into it like it's, it's, about, it's about that time i feel uh, it i want to pursue it again
1: honestly i would <laughs> say like before my mom had passed mm-hmm. um i was working on some stuff just had it in the computer working on different production and everything then i actually had made a record that was like named after her Mm -hmm. um and so you know i wanted to record that and i said you know i'm gonna go ahead i'm just put out a project um had some features and stuff that i got cleared from some some major artists and stuff so i was like yeah you know i'm gonna kind of put this together and then she passed. And so I was like, you know, that was a setback. Yeah. But then I was like, I'm not one of the type of people that starts something and don't finish. So let me go ahead and finish. And then once I got the motivation to kinda be like, Yeah, let me finish, I was like, I right, bet this how I'm gonna do this and I'm gonna make it to where I know for sure this song gonna gonna reach more or mm. be about more than just her, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? It's going to be for anybody who ever lost a mother, lost a parent, uh, just the family dynamic in general, how close are we with our siblings or how close are we with, uh, you know, the people that we grew up with, mm-hmm. you know, that we consider to be family and mm-hmm. stuff. So, yeah. You got siblings? Yeah, I'm the actual youngest,
0: man. Same, man. I'm the baby yeah. of the family Got an older sister and two older brothers. <laughs> Yeah, the baby of their family. So when your mom passed, right? Um, like for some people that I know, well, for most probably, some wouldn't. But that'd be that's something detrimental, right? Mm-hmm. So when she passed, like, how did that affect you mentally? Like, what kind of mindset were you in uh, when she passed?
1: Well, I was there at the hospital when she passed, so yeah. um, I saw her take her last breath of life, mm. and being in the room, you know, literally more so one of them situations where it's it's I mean it's really an indescribable feeling because it's real yeah but at the same time it's like I felt uh, this random sense of heat you know what I'm Mm -hmm. saying Uh, tightness in my chest I almost felt like lightheaded at the same time so I had to walk out of the room Mm -hmm. and come back um But, interestingly enough, you know, sometimes when somebody passes, Mm -hmm. they can be gone, but your body can come back to function. You know what I'm saying? Because all the organs haven't shut down, different things like that. So, that's actually what happened in her case, but she was already gone. So, it was, um, I'm not going to say it was a traumatic experience because Mm -hmm. you can't say that when somebody's sick, that that's traumatic. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Um, cause if they don't get better, you have to expect that, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it was more so like, I kind of got to the point where I expected it. Um, didn't want my mom's pass obviously, mm-hmm. but you know, it was like, okay, I feel like this is coming. So mm-hmm. really it's, it's, it's an indescribable feeling to be honest with you. Um, Death in itself, when it's your parent, especially when you close enough to them, where they add value to your life, mm-hmm. even if y'all don't talk on a regular basis, they still add value to your life. Um, It's a morbid feeling, it's mm-hmm. horrible. You know what I'm saying? It comes and it goes, it's an emotion. Uh, some days you probably don't feel like dealing with nobody, mm-hmm. <laughs> going to work and yeah. stuff like that. Um other days you probably you know you you probably feel like isolating yourself. I feel mm-hmm. like isolating myself. Um, of course you're gonna cry. Yep. Of course you are gonna you gotta let out. that emotion yep. out and everything. And if you keep it inside, that's probably the worst thing you can do. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's better to cry, it's better to let that out. But yeah, I mean it's a morbid feeling.
0: So those were kind of the main ways you dealt with it as far as this releasing emotion. Did you go like have the get into counseling like prayer, meditation, or it was just you was going by your own beat just trying to see what the best way to do it?
1: I mean, nah, man, I uh, I
0: prayed. I prayed a lot. Mm-hmm. Um definitely
1: talk to God a lot more. Yeah. You know, because it's it's like, yes, I, I have a earthly father. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I can reach out to him, have a conversation with him, but it's just certain things, you know, you wanna have a conversation with god Uh because ultimately it's that's a different level of comfort Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying so that's pretty much the the main basis of what helped me um and i feel like it made me go back into the music more Mm -hmm. so because at that point it's like the music becomes therapy you know what i'm saying so it's like that becomes therapy and my construction business becomes therapy because I'm building stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's like, Keeping busy at yeah, mind, Right, it. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, that's that's kind of like, that's stuff that I be doing, man. Yeah, just, yeah keep my mind.
0: Well, y'all are close. It's like, well, you ain't both your parents, but y'all like real close. It was one of the ones, like for me and mine, like growing up, because we was in that place of having to kind of struggle a lot, like they were, I had both parents in the household, of course, like they was there, but because we were so focused on like trying to survive, it's like they was there, but we, I still miss out on that on that parenting right. kind of situation. So we weren't, like even to this day, we still trying to just have a close, close, close bond. It's like I love my folks to death, but it's just like because of that gap growing up, we weren't, And just my opinion, as close-knit of a family we could have been or should have mm-hmm. been. So like even to this day, I've been thinking about, you know, God forbid if my parents die, like how am I going to kind of receive that because of our kind of past relationship and how mm-hmm. close we were. So, well, were y'all kind of pretty close-knit? Um, mm,
1: on one hand, yeah. On the other hand, no. Yeah. And the reason why I say that is because, like, on one hand, you know, when you know that your parent is in the living,
2: mm-hmm.
1: it's like, you know, I can call my mom's up and basically talk trash to, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Oh, did you eat today? What you doing? You know, what I'm did you watch this new movie? You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? You can say all type of stuff to your parents and everything. Um, or you might bring up some some old stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you remember that time you you whooped me for, the-
2: <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> got a lot of yeah, your stories. Yeah, <laughs> you know
1: <laughs> you do stuff like that, but you can't you can't do that when when they're gone. So yeah. the reality is is like A lot of stuff and the lack thereof that uh, my moms may have had going on with her when I was growing up because I can't speak for my older siblings Mm -hmm. because their relationship with her was different. But at least for mine, you know, a lot of stuff she actually had told me before um, that she apologized to me for. So that to me was probably one of the most important things across the board ever, mm-hmm. you know, to have her actually say that to me. Um, almost as important as, well, just as important, really, not almost, but just as important as my pops telling me before that he was proud of me for certain things, too. Mm-hmm. So, um, But yeah, I mean, we, we were close enough, but we weren't that close because my mom said to move to a, she moved to Birmingham, mm-hmm. Alabama, so she wasn't even living in Georgia no more. Um, but she had a she had an interesting life, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And without saying too much, but saying enough, I'm gonna just say you know my mom's was an interesting person. <laughs> <laughs> so,
0: shouts um, out to my dudes, man, <laughs> for
1: real, for real. But you know, it's, it's basically like, um, for the most part, she always tried to call all four of us and, and check mm-hmm. on us and everything and try to give us like it's as sound of it, of advice as i guess she could give mm-hmm. you know so um yeah i mean that's that's pretty much as much as i can say about that because yeah,
0: still playing that parental role it sound yeah. like i think like sometimes kids um not saying that's all they may need but the fact that you said she called you and apologized for X, Y, and Z. Us growing up, we see our parents either do so much or go through so much. And we may not understand it from their perspective because we're children. But sometimes we may feel as if like, damn, mom, damn, pops, why you do X, Y, and Z? And it kind of either hurt me or yeah. steered me this way. But just that call to some parents. Some parents don't even clear clean up the note because they feel like y'all was a child. Y'all wouldn't understand. But as we get older... Some kids still hold on to some of that. It's just like, why, 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 why? Cause that could have led them to where they at now. And they still kind of confused as if why this happened, why that happened. But if parents could just maybe sit their children down, and like, look, man, I know y'all of age now. Now that y'all can y'all had y'all run ins and run outs with life. Y'all can more understand why this happened. So let me just say, my bad for this, my bad for that. Like we try our best, this and that. But that's why I just always tell folks, we gotta extend grace to our parents um, mm-hmm. at every given point. Because who knows? what they could have been battling. I know now me as an adult, there would be so much shit going on sometimes. They would be like, man, I can only imagine back then what they could have possibly been going through. But you do have some parents who really not trying and have some who I'm trying to do my best I could. But right. I feel like now that, that should always be a thing when a kid get older, just sit them down like, look, this is what we went through. This why. I'm sorry you felt But At least let you know, I love you. My bad and this and that. But just having said that, right? Um. So... Post when you first started your music career. So, what what was that like as far as navigating into your first deals? I'm pretty sure it was a little bit more um complex. You know, of course, you go to New York and just walking somewhere and boom, they hear my music s and I'm signed. So, for some artists who maybe trying to get a deal, like what was that footwork like? Like you had to go to this club, that club, that night, this night. How did that what did it look like for you? Well, I'm gonna be honest with you, man. You know,
1: me. I kind of been in the industry Mm -hmm. for some years because we was dancing Mm -hmm. in a group. We had a manager um, even before I got let go out the group. Mm -hmm. It was just a matter of was Ruben gonna show up? Mm. Could he attend this? Could he go do what he was supposed to do? Because for me, you know, uh, when I put out my first mixtape, which was you know a horrible body of work. I had it in uh in in like mom and pop stores and, and things like that. Y'all know we growing up you go to the gas station, you can yeah. see the mixtapes up there register yeah, in the front Right there, right. so, <laughs> Yeah, so he had my mixtapes up there. You know, I was selling them, and, and I had to go highlight the people at the gas station. Like, right, how many did I sell today? Yeah. Did I make any money? Because, <laughs> you know, I'm telling people to go out there and go do that. It's a different grind today than it was when we were yeah. younger. So, you know, it's like that was the thing to do. And, uh, you know, that was really the basis of me actually starting and making something happen. Because I remember it was a guy who I was in contact with in um, in Atlanta, and he, was, he used to work for Akon. Mm-hmm. So he would be like, man, you got to take, and you got to get these CDs pressed up, and you got to get all these CDs moved. You got to go out here. This is your product. You need to treat this like your product, mm-hmm. and you need to go do X, Y, and Z. And for me, in schools, like, man, I know how to sell stuff because I'm selling candy and I'm yeah. selling everything. It's <laughs> gotta like, be the same. Right. That's I'm <laughs> like, it's, it's like, it's not the same because people looking at me like, <laughs>
2: like who are you? I'm like, <laughs> yep. why would
1: I buy your music? I don't want to buy this. And so, you know, it was that was an interesting time. But then to go from the South to the North and go to New York, like, man, I was probably, what, nineteen twenty. 20? hmm in clubs I shouldn't even been in. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm figuring out ways on how That's the the part of that though, man. Yeah, you know, cause I was like, I remember seeing uh Sheik Luch perform. Mm-hmm. The locks performing and, and, you know, different individuals and this other Wu-Tang clan members, they got shows and then the Pyramid Club was really popping back then. Um which 50 had something going on with one of the promoters there for the pyramid. So it was mm-hmm. like big thing with this is 50. Uh man, you had all type of industry folks that was coming in. Met people come way from California mm-hmm. to go there, you know, perform and network. So I put in a lot of footwork. Yeah. However, that didn't mean anything because without any money. Mm-hmm. without any substantial uh vision on how are you gonna turn this into a business, you know, a lot of times, man, I might have not had enough money uh to buy myself a slice of pizza. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so it's like how yeah, you know, it's, I don't know how this gonna work like, out I don't for me. Music. Yeah. I can't eat right now. Yeah. yeah. So it was it was like real, it was a real situation because uh Selling those mixtapes is how I used to make enough money to be able mm-hmm. to do this or to do that. And it got to a point where I was like, man, I don't, I don't feel like I want to do this. Mm-hmm. And initially I thought like getting a whole little situation, like, okay, this is supposed to do this, supposed to do that. But the person I was working with at the time, they got the advance. I just didn't get the advance. Damn. So they showed me it deposits in the account. <laughs> welcome to the end. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. And the guy I was talking to in Atlanta Who was telling me about how you need to move the city. He was like, "Man, I wish you had told me, and I wish you had brought me to the meeting, or you had brought me and did this." And I was like, "But see, I ain't even go to the meeting because he went to the meeting for me, and Dang. he did it." So it was, it was a lot that was going on, man. But I lived and I learned, mm, as you said, yeah. So that's that's <laughs> kind of pretty much like my real foundation on that because I made a whole transition from doing music to doing media mm-hmm. just because I was like, man, you know what I'm on? I want to help other people. So yeah, I want to help them so they don't go through the same stuff I went through. You, you know, what I'm saying.
0: Like that. Which one you prefer, actually, the artistry side or the? they're helping other people get on whatever respective yeah, party okay, i ain't
1: gonna lie to you at this point
0: it's <laughs> definitely
1: the artistry side okay <laughs> because i didn't help a lot of people i didn't been behind the scenes working a lot of major projects mm. a lot of pr people know me they hit me up i didn't a lot of groundwork for a lot of these people who are you know what we consider to be in a specific league in the rap game and stuff mm. now or just in the music game in general. And I've been a part of a lot of that, a lot of those projects. But, mm. uh, yeah, man.
0: Uh, well, let me ask you this though. So out of all the projects you've done and working on, talk about one of your most, you can be like long, long time ago or recent, one of your most memorable moments as far as in the music industry or just uh, playing your role as far as supporting somebody's role. So what was one thing you remember that's like this shit blew my mind. I'm like, man, it's the highlight. Honestly, man, I would say uh, last year. No, oh, that was last recent, year,
2: yeah.
1: yeah. Working with uh with Quavo and, and Takeoff mm-hmm. for the you know Infinity Links project, mm-hmm. man. Rest in
0: peace, Takeoff.
1: Definitely, definitely, rest in peace. Um, to had that opportunity to be a part of the listening party, to be over like inviting everybody and helping with the marketing and promotion for that right Mm -hmm. there, that to me was more significant than a lot of other things Mm -hmm. because it was with QC. It was like, okay, well, it made me feel more so like my role Mm -hmm. matters. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure. And so because of that, it's like we went up, we had a a successful event. This is the last time we seen him alive in Atlanta. Damn, man. So... I mean, it was more historical and more, it really mattered, is what I'm saying. Like, that's a, a pivot. This is the last time mm-hmm. you see him alive in Atlanta. So,
0: just to be a part of that was, uh, it was really dope and significant. That'll turn something like that, money mental. Like, we always hear this, maybe cliche, but you never know the last time he's going right. to be alive, the last time he's going right. to see somebody. But right. to be in that moment, I can only imagine. But how did you take that when he passed away? Like, when he got a call or when he found out? Like, how did that... Uh Affects you? Nah,
1: it, it was uh, it was fucked up, man. Yeah. You, know, you know, cat which I don't know if I curse on. Nah, you, but, uh,
0: B man, hundred okay.
1: percent freed out. Yeah, it was it was fucked up. Um, but the interesting thing about that is, it's like the same time that uh, that that happened with him, I got a call same day. I think on the same day. Yeah, same day, because that happened with him like that night and wee hours in the morning. Mm-hmm. But the day as they was going to the party, because they was in Houston, um, I got called about my mom's being in the hospital. Damn. So that happened with him like on that day and then over the course of the next couple of months, I'm going back and forth from Birmingham and everything with her. And uh, she passed in January of this year so mm. it was like for me it was you know back to back it was a lot going on yeah yeah that's a
0: lot to try to handle man So yeah. well of course she was your mom was a little bit later on but yeah. having somebody close like that passing yeah. your mom back to back i can only imagine the mental state she was and that's why i asked you earlier how you deal with stuff like that because a lot of people when you experience you never know how you're gonna take death like i like recently like this year i do not seeing four bodies in the casket already. And like mm-hmm. for folks whose clothes, songs, friends, a lot of it, song was natural, death, song because of, of that fentanyl bullshit going around mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But just when you actually see it, it's just like, how do you prepare for something like that? And the most recent person that I've seen, like he was, he was close. Like I I had a, I got a history of making music as well, but he was a guy for me who was like trying to navigate me around because he had to with like Ke on the track back then and producers like that. So, but seeing him in a casket uh three weeks ago it was just like like brother like how do you just seeing somebody's bodies just so lifeless and knowing the good times and the bad mm-hmm. times the support you just can never prepare for it and then put me in those mind states of a little bit of anxiety or sometimes going to state of depression and having to get back to it'll reset you sometimes like what yeah. am i doing in life like where's where is my focus and this and that's yeah. just make sure i know before i leave I gotta leave me an imprint in X, Y, and Z, but and again, I didn't know your mom had passed. This, so sorry to hear that. When you had said that, I thought you were saying as far like a, a time ago, but mm-hmm. sorry to hear that. But um, but just I'm trying to try to not say try to keep on a positive note. But speaking of takeoff right in QC, I know you're a president of QC DJs. So how did that come about and on um, being getting into that position? Honestly,
1: man, it came about from uh, people believing in me. Mm-hmm. Really. Um, because it was somebody who was connected with P, connected with two official, a mutual friend of theirs who was like a sister to P. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Uh, I was, you know, working with her doing a lot of the behind the scenes media stuff. And then I talked to her and I said, you know, I want to do this right here. So she wound up putting me in contact with two official Mm -hmm. and, uh, me and two official chopped it up and he believed in me too. So it was really more so about the work ethic and mm-hmm. they actually believed in me enough to be like, okay, we're going to try look you out. Yeah. So then it went from that to me being able to, to be a part of that with Takeoff and Quay. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of the the next gen QC artists uh, going on tours with them doing the the dj calls with them doing little you know things for them mm-hmm. to help with their promotion and stuff like that mm-hmm. so it's been a constant journey with qc mm-hmm. in general but at the same time it's, it's literally it came about from people actually believing it, mm-hmm. in me and me just standing on what i said i was gonna yeah, do have yeah having standing on business sometimes yeah. that's
0: all you need or like somebody just I can put my heart out tell you give you paperwork X, Y, Z. I did this, 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 that. But all you need yeah. is just that one person or one, like I say, believe in you yeah. and give you a shot to actually show like Bro, I got this. So it sounds like they did, but you got some hell uh, of work ethic and just that passion <laughs> behind you. Does that sound about accurate? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you one of the ones who work over the clock, like, over time, all the time?
1: Hey, man,
0: they call me in the middle of the night. We need this done. That, and I'm like, all right, but. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you kind of said a little bit, I like briefly of what it entails. Or What does that entail as far as that position? Like what are your kind of duties and responsibilities, or how do you help out? other DJs or like what is that what is that really position president of QC DJ So I mean like really it's
1: a uh coalition in itself but also all of the main DJs for all of the QC artists are a part of QC DJs. Gotcha Each like Rhymer, yeah. uh Champ, mm-hmm. uh Maddie Ice, um I forget what Lakia DJ name is and I follow him on mm. Instagram and uh, then Gloss Up has one too. So each artist has their own DJ, mm. you know, and of course DJ Durrell, yeah, because he DJ for uh, Quavo now. I remember you know, always I was in yeah. his name in the beginning, right? <laughs> right, <laughs> DJ Durrell, yeah, you yeah you know that. That. That's right? <laughs> so just being able to organize a lot of the stuff um for them which ain't necessarily too much work because they already have their own schedules the main djs and mm-hmm. everything that are on the tours and stuff with those artists uh, really supporting them mm-hmm. being a supporting system and hub for them organizing whatever may need to be done but also for the other djs that are in the coalition what market are they in? How can we continue to uh, bring awareness to QC in these different markets? Mm-hmm. We're the focal point. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, if we're not in the clubs, we on the radio. If we're not on the radio, you know, we at somewhere in the streets doing the street team promo. Um, if we're not doing that we somewhere doing something yeah you know what i'm saying so that's the main thing that's really what uh qc djs is all about Mm -hmm. it's about us staying as active as possible and keeping the brand Mm -hmm. as active as possible and that name continuing to circulate Mm -hmm. you know
0: so So pretty much you saying like so the dj avenue is just pretty much a supporting leg of the whole qc brand in general keeping the dj Avenue. Up and running, correct. Still brings that brand name back to QC in the whole, correct. Yeah. So is it is it hard to own, I don't know if I'm gonna say manage, but like work with other DJs, especially within that number of you got all these artists where they own DJs are hard to manage. No, <clears throat> because the thing
1: about it is, is like, like I said, the main DJs have their own schedule.
2: Mm-hmm. You know what
1: I'm saying? But then you got to look at the the level of artists, the caliber of artists. Facts. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The little baby is always somewhere. So Champ always somewhere with Lil Baby. Mm-hmm. Uh, is always somewhere with City Girls. Mm-hmm. Look at how big JT is. Look at how big uh, Carisha is. You know what I'm saying? So you know that's what's going on. You know Darrell is going to be somewhere with Quavo. Yeah, These are those top artists. Mm-hmm. But then when you look at like the Baby Moneys, the Gloss Up, the LaKeys, so forth and so on, the uh, Slim Jimmies and, you know, their DJs are always somewhere with them, too. Mm-hmm. They constantly being booked. So it's more so like the other DJs in the coalition, how do we continue to stay active to continue to brand ourselves? Mm-hmm. You know, because we're a reflection of this company that's Fast. already strong. Fast. So You yeah. had
0: said this a second ago, um, as far as Street Team, I remember, of course, back in the day, if you ain't had no street team, that was like the kind of heart of your promo, whether you're outside with the big old signs and pulling up to the front of the club, LED lights, all this and that. So in 2023, how effective today is still a street team versus back then? Is it it's just as much? Because it's so digital, it's like, eh.
1: You, you can't control the streets mm-hmm. without the street team. And, you know, what Too Official motto is, is, is the realest shit control the streets, fuck the internet. Mm-hmm. You can be viral on TikTok, right? Mm-hmm. Millions of people. You can't get your ass booked in the club, though. Makes sense. Can't bring nobody out in the club. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So then we wonder, well, okay, this nigga, he got, he got a million followers, right? How many people come to the club with him? Can't pack out a show. Right. I Get that a lot. <laughs> so that, but, they ain't got no street team, they're mm-hmm. not really out there connecting with people. If I'm at Onyx and I know I'm I'm doing sections and stuff, or I'm doing something at you know any club one night, I got at least at least have 30 people coming out with me. Facts. If at least 30 people can't come out with me, something wrong. Mm-hmm. You don't know at least 30 to 100 people? Like, what <laughs> going pull up on? And support. nah, for right. sure, man. But you see what you just said, support. Yeah. Why you ain't got at least 30 to 100 people in your phone that can come out and support you? Something wrong with that right there. Mm-hmm. But you call yourself a DJ or artist or this business person or so forth. And so on. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So from that aspect of you being a, a personality or you being that brand or being this person who's supposed to be popping and everything... If you ain't got the real bandwidth or the real support like that, mm-hmm. yeah, man, like, who really
0: are you? Yeah. You the know? internet sometimes can be uh, fugazi, man. Like Definitely. you say, you got all these followers, you can get all these comments, likes, this and that. But when it's time to put that business behind it, go make some real physical bread and yeah. Because growing your brand is a part of word of mouth. You can the internet, you can pay for ad spend, pay for this, pay for the promotion, pay for your um, own what do you call it, like celebrities to uh, collab with your product X Y Z? but when you're in this physical, when people in your position, record X this and that, let me see what your fan base really look like. Like, you, when you go to these shows, you're not just performing, you're trying to get these folks in, get that bar going, sell your merch, this and that. Without people, you pretty much ain't doing it, uh, getting that done. But do you run into that lot with artists? What, what do you actually like deal with, I know you got the QCD that's got their own artists, right? But as far as say uh, Lil' JJ trying to get on and he got some music. Do you Are they able like to get to you or do they try to submit music no, or are you just strippies with
1: mm, my DJs? Listen, man, I'm going to be honest with you. <laughs> I have come from a space of working with a lot of up-and-coming artists mm-hmm. and stuff like that. I don't even want to do that no more. Yeah. I have artists that I work with right now and I'm finna name them and that's pretty much it, bro. Mm-hmm. Um, Hollywood 40 out of mm-hmm. Columbus, Georgia. Shout out to him. Uh, Chris Knight. Mm-hmm. Shout out to him. He like biggest RB in uh Jacksonville.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um Mani Michi. She like upcoming, but she doing her thing big. She was just on tour with Soldier Boy. Crowd going stupid dumb for her song. Uh shout out to her. Um and MSB Boog. Mm-hmm. He's from Florida. Uh we got a record together with, with Ross coming on the album. Uh, J.P. the Prince. He, he got his own label situation. It's a label that, that has him. Uh, so he's not necessarily up under me, but we got records coming out together. Mm-hmm. I produced a lot of stuff for him as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and King Key out of Austin, Texas. He got a record with Zero right now called Certified. Uh, I also did a record with him and Benny the Butcher. Mm-hmm. Um and then Chi shout out to Shaitown. She uh from New York. She doing her thing. She up and coming. Uh outside of that, yeah, nah, bro. Um, <laughs> only other person I, I would say, like, you know, cause we got records together and, you know, QC DJs is actually pushing her. Um, but, I, you know, I I work with Lucy got fans, mm-hmm. but that's not my artist. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But Lucy got fans is literally the next thing, like this this coming, and she out of uh, Nashville. Uh, I, I produced a record with her and Juicy J. Mm-hmm. So, That's hard. yeah. So, I mean, outside of that, like, yeah, nah, bro, I'm. Nah, Why well, so,
0: though? I mean, I, 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 for just from like knowing something, I don't know. Sometimes some artists is, you get so many folks pulling up on you and trying to, hey, bro, I got the Music trash, I ain't mixed, I ain't mastered, beat trash. <laughs> You don't have no social media following. It's just like, even though some people, you got to start from somewhere. But I just feel nowadays, I got to tell friends who are rap artists, like, bro, y'all can be so talented. You can be the most talented artist in the world. But you got to understand when you come into a a record label, um, president of QC DJs, like, bro, you're a business. You're a product. You got to present yourself as a product. You're a brand. Like, you don't see Nike shoes on the shelf just throwing around, laces dirty, this and that, like, or the next iPhone, just like, you gotta present yourself as a brand. You don't have to have it all together in the beginning, but when you come to somebody, your first shot could be your last, man. So what is your reason as far as you just even though you did have a period where you were talking to other artists, they walk up, but why now and you just like, man, I ain't, I ain't even got the energy for it no more. Honestly,
1: man, because at the end of the day, I felt like me going back into doing music, mm-hmm. um, Unless you was like minded, mm-hmm. you was on the same page. It ain't made sense. Yeah, it literally ain't made sense. Mm-hmm. Cause the thing is, is like I didn't invested money into artists. I've invested so much time and effort into helping build artists. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's easier for you to work with an artist that's already established, and mm-hmm. we get that because they're already established. Mm-hmm. But for you to take the time to help build somebody else's career. You gotta think, you're not building yourself up. You're making them famous. Mm-hmm. You're putting them on. I done took individuals uh, around, DJs, moved them through the city, platforms, outlets, all of that. Whole nine, where mm-hmm. are they? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They'll leave you and leave you either with a bill or leave you looking crazy. I
0: hear that so much, man.
1: And then, because it, it's real. Yeah. Then you got the same people you introduced them to. Yo, what's so-and-so at? Mm-hmm. I don't know. But yeah. that's 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 life, though. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So you get to a point where it's like, if I know I can go over here and go do, like, you know, construction work, trucking, you know, this business, that business, get a job as a nurse, be a head chef over here, I ain't going to make $100,000 a year. That's I am going to make a million dollars a year. I can go sell a product and go make all this money. Mm-hmm. Why am I over here doing this with you? Not even knowing if I'm tomorrow, you're gonna try to kick my out of the curve. Exactly. The one, yeah. And then you never realize, you never know what people going through. You don't mm-hmm. know what they got in their mind. They might be low-key mad at you. But. Well, why he know so many people?
0: yeah <laughs> they
2: want to I mean, be the they, spot yeah, No, nah, they want to yeah, be the spotlight he like,
1: like, know so many people they needs you for but though they, exactly
0: <laughs> but they mad at you that you know all these people right Like you should be happy i know all these people to help you help put you on yeah, and get you to the room nah man they they mad about that
1: they like man listen he not supposed to know this many people right here it's too many people coming up to him and and and, and and Instead still coming up to me. I'm the artist. Mm-hmm. They validating him before they validate. I don't nobody know you. That's why I'm bringing you over here so you can be introduced to me. Nah, man, it's, I don't
0: like that. Yeah, but like everybody got a role, dude. It's like if you if you got a team or a good system, play a role and play it well. Everybody gonna eat, and everybody who's meant to shine gonna shine. Everybody is not meant for that limelight. Like you, you'll be surprised as you got your number ones, twos, threes, and fours. Bro, without two, three, and four, number one ain't nothing. So it'll behoove you to just, bro, if you going to let folks operate and structure and build this and that foundation for you, do it, respect it and appreciate it versus like, yeah, what comes to music comes with clout and fame, man, you getting all the praise and notoriety, but at a certain point in your career, it takes two, three, and four who's number one and eight perspective areas to to push you further. So why you either dry hating or just slick mad like, damn um, brain um, like you said is it it's sucks that that's going on in the industry dog it's a business and some folks i guess they just don't know how to operate or just not business minded I, <laughs> I guess man but so when you when you do run into those hits have you has it been a lot of those you had in your lifetime as far as somebody trying to either once they got put on to kick you to the curb I'm like brain he ain't helped me out bro. i did all this by myself bro he ain't even know but you could have you was really the base of
1: that. Hey, bro, it done been so many to the point why I done watched, I done literally watched niggas while they moving around with me, they literally be going up. Mm-hmm. They going up. Mm. All the way up. Soon as they ain't working with me no more. They might have big feature. They might have a little name over here. Mm-hmm. Whole buzz start dying down. Why is that? because the way you move. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, you're not responsible for somebody else Facts. or what's in them. You're only really responsible for yourself. Mm-hmm. So that's why I say, like, for me, man, I I can't do it no yeah. more, man. I can't do it. it. It don't benefit me. And then it comes down to it, like, the same way you just said it's a business. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, within our community, you know, Black people will try you up. Like, niggas will try you up. They'll go pay a, a, a white person, a promo company, a street team this, this white to do something for them, right? Mm-hmm. They're going to pay them on time. And what they ask? And for. What they asking <laughs> for. And what they're asking for. They're going to try to bargain the hell out with you. They're going to try to pay your invoice late. Mm-hmm. They're going to try to say, oh, they're going to nitpick everything. ain't do that with them white folks, mm-hmm. though. So when you start understanding, again... I can go work over here and make a million dollars. Why am I right?
2: (laughs) And focus
1: on myself Uh with peace of mind. while I'm dealing with you? Mm -hmm. You don't bring enough to you. you you can't even pay (laughs) damn employees on time. (laughs) What am I doing? Yeah, that's wild, bro. But that's music, but that's shit people don't be talking about. And that's what they don't need to hit though. Right? Mm-hmm. But they don't understand the concept. If this is a label, a label ain't about one person. Mm-hmm. Label got several different moving parts. This is a machine, right? So if you got a whole roster of artists, you got four quarters in the year. Mm-hmm. How many artists are dropping per quarter? Mm-hmm. As a label. The label is concerned about, is this person going to hit this mark? Is that person going to hit their mark? That's all they care about. Mm-hmm. So there's that business to that. How do you can consistently make this artist pop? Mm-hmm. You got to put them in the position to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. Most independent artists don't even understand the real concept of what that means. Whether mm-hmm. they come from the streets and they have that mentality trying to switch over to the business sense, or if they're in a situation where they just green as I don't know what Mm -hmm. they don't understand them but they super talented Mm -hmm. and they'll work hard reality is is this you as an artist first and foremost should understand you are a brand you're a walking billboard you gotta have a product Mm -hmm. the music is one side you still gotta have a product Probably going to make more money off that product than you is your music. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. St- streaming been free. How many people get billions of streams? Mm-hmm. Everybody not going to stream your music.
0: Facts. They don't care about it. Facts. <laughs> Got to be multifaceted in that
1: area. Yeah. So when you break this down, a lot of the artists don't get that, though. I told them, like, listen, man, they, you need to put out a class. I ain't putting out no class.
0: Mm-hmm. You can it's, sometimes it sometimes just takes one research and observation? Like you hear so, like, conversation like this, right? You hear so many sound bites, this and that over time. Whether well, you may not have the the cash to go take a class, or because you could make a class, but guess what? We might want to charge for that class. You gonna buy the product? No, <laughs> <Ain't even> <laughs> <not>. <laughs> like, why it
1: ain't free. You
0: feel me? Why it ain't free, <laughs> yeah. So, just do your due diligence, brother. It's it's so this, this age of this information on technology, you can be. Very well versed in the head if you just put the time in, the resources, and just that dedication to your career. Like if you really want it, it's gonna show I get it. Everybody comes from different walks of life, different backgrounds. You may not be in that mindset, but if you want something that bad, you're gonna figure it out and do what you gotta do to know. Like, I should be looking at XYZ. I should be trying to get into this room. I should present myself when I'm out. So if I run into a Ruben. I'm looking at least decent, got my shit together, and this and that. Woo, woo. But it just seems like as long as an artist feel, or oh, if I got the music, you need to do the rest. Like I'm coming with the music, but I, and also I feel the music is like ten percent of it. Like you can be that that business though without that. Like bro, what you doing, dog? And you can't just expect to just put all that weight on your manager or somebody like this and that. Because this what, what? And, and tell me, correct me if I'm right or wrong. Like say if an artist comes to a label. The odds of them picking just and even, like, believing and giving a shot to somebody who's saying, like, I hear they song, bro, talented, but he has no following, no social media presence, this and that. That person versus, okay, we got dude, he may not be as talented as A, but bro, got 100,000 followers on social media. I see them doing shows. He at least bringing somebody to the show. It's something to work with. Who are they going to pick out of them two majority of the time?
1: I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. Here's the thing. If they pick the person with less followers who's super talented, it's a horrible deal. Mm. It's a horrible deal. Mm -hmm. They got to spend more money making you known. If they take and they give this person over here a deal, it's going to be a better deal. Mm -hmm. Because they already established. Mm -hmm. That's just like if You look at something right, a lot of people they they might be like, oh, okay, well, we here by uh, I'm gonna just use uh, Jeezy as mm-hmm. an example. Shout out to Jeezy because Jeezy has announced that he parted ways with Def Jam, mm-hmm. right? Heard that right. okay. Do CTE really need Def Jam though at a certain point?
0: You know, am built it up so much to where you got your own foundation.
1: Yeah. Okay. So if Jeezy has already invested millions of dollars into his own brand, mm-hmm. he has his own liquor brand. He's putting out books now. Facts. He, I mean, it's Jeezy. Everybody knows Jeezy. Yeah. He can pack a, a, a room out on his own. Why does Jeezy need Def Jam? Mm-hmm. At that point, Jeezy only needs Def Jam for a business loan. Mm-hmm. Well, who's up above Def Jam Universal? Mm-hmm. I don't need you, Def Jam. I need Universal. You yeah, had to, to get the hit. money from yeah. Universal anyway. Shit, facts. <laughs> yeah, and don't know. I don't want nobody to get mad at me saying this because I'm telling the truth. But yeah, I'm just truth, saying, man. you know, I'm gonna go to Universal to get the deal. Because guess what? Def Jam, Mike, can only give me 10 million. Universe can give me 50 million. Yeah. So why am I going to go, you know what I'm saying? And you have the leverage to get so, that 50. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, all I need is is uh, four artists. Mm-hmm. I got one, so I need three more. Who got something going on? We going to do this, 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 and that. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? This is the part that a lot of people don't understand, that's why it's better for you to build your brand up. But a lot of folks they don't want to invest in themselves. Mm-hmm. They
0: want instant
1: gratification,
0: instant success. That overnight stuff, yeah. yeah. They got so used to that TikTok and SoundCloud and going crazy. Yeah. yeah this shit takes time and money. Yeah.
1: But then, even if you got a, a record that goes viral on TikTok, what is your follow up record? Mm-hmm. Can you consistently make hits? If your record only pops on TikTok, does it pop in the club? Will it pop on radio? Mm-hmm. Can it be played overseas? Mm-hmm. Or are you really trash? Is it really just okay? You on this little wave right here? young got caught and, up in that wave, right? Yeah. Because mm-hmm. there's a lot of people that I know right now, man. Look, on TikTok, psh, bro, they pop. They don't want. It. <laughs> In real life, though? Yeah, man. Yeah. No. You go to the club, man, it's three people there for them. Man, I came here because it's R&B night. Who? (laughs) I done seen it happen before because I be working with a lot of the club promoters. I've seen it happen. Mm -hmm. So that's why I'm saying what I'm saying. You literally have to steal be out here marketing branding yourself mm-hmm. in the streets doing x y and z mm-hmm. if not you're not gonna you're not gonna be who you think you are yeah yeah
0: it takes that presence even when it comes to social media is it like the average artist on the street if you go on to the new artists versus artists who established right even though they already established like just compare a little baby to somebody you may be new when you got a little baby no matter where he's at but that's your competition you're trying to at least get somewhere close to where he at, where he at, but if you can do the bare minimum, if you go to the studio, if y'all can go there and buy X amount of weed, this and that, buy your drinks, this and that, bruh, get you a videographer, a photographer there. You gotta be, po- folks gotta wanna be you, they wanna like you, wanna act like you, imitate you, but if you're not showing that side of yourself or your personality, just make your music and just keep putting out, putting out, it's more to, it's more to it, dog. so you gotta invest into your brandy your brand new in yourself like the, to the bare minimum but it's a lot of artists who just want not do it and just feel like we got the songs and after that somebody about to come pick us up and sign us but like bro social media is, is one of the biggest keys you gotta you gotta put yourself out you may be an introvert or x y and z and if you so so much one this may not be for you but if you are Bro, speak to the camera. Turn the phone around sometime and show folks who you are outside of, oh, this is bro life or, 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 or young lady life in the studio on tour life. People want to see, cannot imitate this person in X, Y, and Z, but I just don't see a lot of that in, well, I guess they may not, This may not be hungry then if they ain't doing that in my opinion. So how do you feel about that?
1: I mean, I feel like you just said a key point. People want to have weed in the studio, mm-hmm. lick in the studio, right? So if you're up and coming artist and you got forty, fifty dollars mm-hmm. for the weed and additional forty-fifty dollars for the bottles, you just eighty to hundred dollars you just spent. Mm-hmm. You don't know a cameraman you can spend twenty-five dollars with. Because
0: they are out here.
1: They out here.
2: <laughs> hungry. Somebody hungry, <laughs> right?
1: They looking for the 25. Yeah. Okay, you don't know nobody like that? They don't care about that, though. Mm -hmm. They don't even understand the perspective of what you just talked about about them actually documenting what that is or vlogging about that. Because in reality, if something were to happen to them tomorrow, Mm -hmm. there's no documentation of the process of how this went.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: there's no videos there's nothing uploaded to YouTube to no cloud, nothing mm-hmm. nobody can say this person was in the studio with this person mm-hmm. this person worked on this this was this specific date you're not going to have a Kanye West documentary you can't tell
0: no kind of story you can't tell the no story,
1: right? story but you can't do that yeah. you. but you got that weed up in
2: the <laughs> you got them <laughs>
1: bottles though right <laughs> Man, I had, to, I had to get in the zone, bro. You yeah. know, I, I had to be, I, I gotta get the vibe, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, okay.
0: I right. gotta have that vibe plus business though. But man. they gonna
1: ask you, you the manager. Mm-hmm. Why you ain't recording me? <laughs>
0: <laughs> why you ain't recording me? They be serious That's as hell, man. Why you ain't recording me? Like, bro, what? I'm, I'm saying I'm here managing you. What do you want me to do? They you think probably paid the for the studio session. session. Yeah.
1: If they, if they
0: did, you probably paid for the studio session. Why you ain't recording this? Mm-hmm. That's supposed to. And it speaks a lot as far as, like, where is your care for yourself? Even though, yeah, I could be recording you, but help me help you. Show me that you're trying. Show me that you got at least a... One day you're not doing it's because of a good reason, not just you don't care. If I'm managing you, you ain't showing no effort. Like, bro, I, I want to be out the door ASAP and try to get me with somebody who, like you say in the beginning of this interview, matching my energy, matching my work ethic. Like you need, it's a partnership. I'm not your babysitter. I'm not your uh, daddy. <laughs> At the end of the day, like put in that work and show the world that, hey, if I get this major deal, this ain't about to be a, a one-year thing. I mean, I'm in it for the long haul. If you're not doing it now, how you expect somebody to believe in you for the long run? Right. I don't see it working. Right. I, I don't I don't know, man. But it's just, it's just trying to help out somebody up and coming out and be watching. Like, y'all should be listening to these things as far as taking care of yourself and your brand, doing the right thing you should be doing to show if you want to get a major deal, there's certain stuff you need to have in your, in your repertoire to show them, like, this is what I'm coming with. Do you want to back my brand and my product, aka myself? Unless wrong with it, but if not, you might as well just hang it up. Hey man,
1: listen, I tell I tell folks like this, bro. Really, to get into the music business, mm-hmm. you gotta have a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people are like, nah, it don't take that much money, dude. Do. It do take that much money to be successful. Mm-hmm. Everybody don't have a nuck if you buck record. Shout That's, out to Crime Mom. Mm-hmm. Everybody don't have a it's going down. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Young job Everybody don't you you don't have a career span of Drake, mm-hmm. J. Cole, Nicki Minaj, Lil Wayne. You don't have a career span even of a Kanye West or a Jay-Z or a Nas That's, or T.I. or <laughs> Gucci Man. Y'all ain't even at the point thug at mm-hmm. before he was locked up. So when we look at the trajectory of artists in general, a lot of them don't even understand like how powerful knowing what your real goal is for the music stuff is more important than just saying that you're gonna, you know, that you gonna do it or that you're talented. Mm-hmm. Your mindset is everything. That's the most important thing. Because if you have the mindset of you actually a boss, you can become a Rick Ross. Mm-hmm. If you don't have that mindset, listen, you gonna I mean you gonna be focused on the weed, the liquor, the women, the this, the that. You ain't gonna never make no money, bro.
2: Yeah.
0: You gonna keep messing up a bag mm-hmm. and you're not gonna get it right back. fact. <laughs> <laughs> or even have that shot till try to get right. it right back. Yeah. Right. You're right, man. So uh, when you um doing your artistry, right, and this is kind of switching gears a little bit. So being an artist and a DJ, you have sometimes in the club scenes to where um the artist may come up to the booth like, "Hey, bro, try to spend on record X, Y, Z, whoop, whoo and he some cash. Like, how to what what is your advice, or how does that work nowadays as far as if you if you just out here trying to hustle and get your record spent in the club? Because so I still do believe that the club is one of them testing fields to see if this song gonna go or not. So. For yourself, like, what does it look like for you, and also for an artist? How should that work as far as working your move inside these clubs? Bisection.
1: section (laughs) makes sense. (laughs) Bisection. section It's an investment, though. Yeah, it is an investment, but you got to look at what you're trying to do Mm -hmm. first and foremost. If you buy the section and you bring them thirty people out, facts, (laughs) people gonna know. Oh man, he brought thirty people out. We made some money with him. Yeah, he got some bottles. Because you know, 30 people ain't gonna just, they not, everybody can't drink out of one bottle. Facts. They got to get a couple bottles at that point. Mm-hmm. The club made money. You done made some money. You know why you made some money? Because your record got spent in the club. Mm-hmm. Now, here's the thing about that a lot of artists don't even know when they're going to certain clubs. Is the club registered with BMI Live at the ASCAP stage and everything? Mm, that's which a gem. means right, which means when your record is being performed or is playing in the club, you actually supposed to get paid for that.
0: That's a gem, bro. Again, because I, I just got my mind going. A lot of people probably don't know that is the right. club registered for that. Damn. Take note. <laughs> so a lot of
1: times when they go into the club, they like, okay, we're going to go up and we're going to do this. We're going to do that. Now, most of your strip clubs probably not registered mm-hmm. for that right there, But some of them are. Mm-hmm. So if you going to particular establishment, you need to get oh, an a actual section. Mm-hmm. Then you ain't got to go, you know what I'm saying? You ain't got to go have to pay the DJ to do this. Oh, I'm trying to, man, let me let me give you $100. Yeah. Talk to the promoter. The promoter already know the DJ. Mm-hmm. Then you build a a relationship with the promoter, with the DJ, with the club.
0: Then you, that's how you do footwork. Mm-hmm. Wherever that promoter go or that DJ, but, but I, I feel like, like, like I just gave
1: up. I just gave away too much game. Now, right?
0: What you <laughs> just said, bro. <laughs> I'm telling you, i like damn. That you can find artists. They just on a. I want my stuff played, they just going to every little small club, big club, da-da-da. and some then some yeah, showcases. No, it's right. like mm-hmm. nowadays to me, showcases. This is like mm, I don't personally think they're worth it unless you know for a fact who's in the building and, and the opportunity they brings. But it's a regular showcase, it's just like if you're trying to pursue a career, it's not a smart business move, right? If you're just doing this on a side hustle, like bro, right, go out here and showcase your ass off and get get the song out. But if you're trying to navigate, it takes some pre-research of where you're going and that night to say we need to be up in here. Me man. and like my 30 folks doing X, Y, and Z. Right. So you think you think showcases uh kind of say what it is a little bit?
1: You gotta look at it like this, man. Um, and I feel like I'm I'm giving y'all so much game right now by saying <laughs> some of this stuff, but like You know, in Atlanta, so you got Tip Spot, Trap City, right? Yeah. They got like R&B karaoke. They give away money.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: If you an R&B artist, you doing the the trap R&B stuff, why you ain't up there performing? Facts. Did you buy a booth? Did you come buy some wings? Mm -hmm. Did you get some drinks? You know what I'm saying? If you gonna go... Out your way to be a part of a showcase. Like you just said, make sure it's beneficial. But know where you're supposed to be at. Know mm-hmm. where you're supposed to be going. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of time people come to Atlanta, they'll come to different areas and stuff. They don't even know who doing the R&B nights, bro. Facts. They don't even know this the club night. Well, all the celebrities going to be up in this joint. Mm-hmm. This person that came in town. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. If you know when Gold Room was was open, mm-hmm. Jada Waiter coming off up in there, right? Mm-hmm. Ari coming up in there. Why you ain't spending $2,000 to get a section up in there and get your uh, record played? You know why I say that, Right. Because it's going to be probably about 5,000 people. Maybe not 5,000, but yeah. it's probably going to be about 3,000 people up in there. That's a, that's a crowd you're in front of. 3,000 people. You spent this right here, but you're going to get it back. You know how you get it back? Mm-hmm. Where your street team at? Mm-hmm. hey your people going out there, tapping in with everybody. Oh, yeah, this artist song was played in the club. I just broke the game down to you right there. Mm-hmm. Then why so many artists ain't successful? They don't understand that. And then you know what they're going to say even after they hear that? They're going to be like, well, that's a lot of money. Yeah. But think about how much money you spending on your Gucci shoes that you probably shouldn't even be rocking. Mm-hmm. How much you're spending on, you know what I'm saying, the designer fits <laughs> that don't even give a fuck about us. <clears throat>
0: Facts, <laughs> say that again because
1: you ain't rocking black designers, you rocking. Yep. I'm just saying, mm-hmm. but
0: you done spent thousands on that. That's why you can't pay for the section or your own studio section. You can't yeah. do that, either. you like it, it, your image does matter, but it's like you got to be smart about this, dog. Like you can go to Bergens and Coke factory, bro. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, you ain't lying, no. though. It's, it's ways you, to, to spin your right, car up, man. Right. Yeah. <laughs> It's waste to spend your coming. Another thing, like you said, if you in a club with three thousand, whatever thousand folks, right? In today's age, you want getting in front of them there, but what everybody doing in there? Got their phones out recording it, and your song could be in that background, exactly. or somebody live, or somebody and they're like, now who it this. is Shazam? Or let me go search and then boom, the opportunity is there. But because you don't want to either invest or say that two thousand, it, it could be a hit or miss. Yeah, but. You're going to have plenty of those, man. If you song good. Facts. See? Mm-hmm. If you song good,
1: it ain't going to be a hit or miss. You mm-hmm. got it. Mm-hmm. You know why? Mm-hmm. What what happened with everybody when they getting ready to leave the club? They what? They got their phones out half the time of
0: calling folks, telling folks, texting folks. How, how the club was.
1: But most of them probably turned up. I ain't gonna say they're drunk, but most of them probably turned up. <laughs> yeah. So by the time they turned up, at ready to go get something to eat. Vex. Ain't no food truck out there. Waffle House, someone like that. All your cards. Mm hmm. All your cards. Mm. Hey, what's up? My song was playing in the club. You got somebody out there? Need your little cute promo girl or something like that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, this artist was being played in the club tonight. Boom, make sure you check them out. They scan, follow them on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was They song, huh? Oh, that's in right. Yeah, follow, download, share, all that. Now your followers just went up organically. Mm-hmm. Now people tapped in with you organically. That's how you build a brand.
0: Mm. You give them game, dog. But a lot of people they don't even understand that man. You think it's his work ethic? Like as far as somebody how how bad they really want it? I think there's one
1: big side of it, and then I think a lot of time people uh, their expectation levels. Mm you can expect to succeed and be so successful mm-hmm. that the moment one little thing does not go the way that you wanted it to go, mm-hmm. it twists your whole thinking up of, mm-hmm. of the situation.
0: <sighs> Shit, man. I, I wish a lot of, I, I pray a lot of artists watch it because I I know, I have some friends who's artists, they still trying to come up in the game and just some of these tips and advice that we're talking about, even though, like, I started out that way, but my whole thing was, you know, if you got an a, a upcoming label, right, and <clears throat> the lottery tickets to get into the game is very slim. So if everybody's just looking this way, trying to be an artist, 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 and ain't nobody doing the business, it's just like the eyes is going to be trashing in, too. If one of y'all do pop, you got to either sit here and just go out on a whim and trust somebody else with your career versus having somebody already in the camp doing it. So, and that's what I, that's what my role was. I'm going to stop trying to make music and go figure out how does this business work? But And then learning some of those tips as far as like, bro, the investments, the time, and this main thing, you're a rap artist, but you are a product and a brand. If you think and move like that, your career have just that much more chance of taking off because folks like you looking at like, what, bro, got going on? Am I, and it, your money and the label money, am I going my ROI? What is going to look like messing with you? Because they, I don't know, but half these labels don't care about most of their artists. It's a business move. They're they trying to make that bag, man. But again, it's tragic. Hopefully, again, somebody who's listening, to hear that and take heat of it. But back to you, right? As far as being a uh, DJ, artist, and president of QC DJs, how do you manage that? That, that could be a, a lot. So, how do you go by, managing that last cycle. Again, you just said you was on the road and X, Y, and Z to get back to back. So what does that look like for you as far as managing that? I mean, really, man,
1: it's more so just like structuring everything out, know? mm-hmm. a lot of time management, you know, just like today. Um
0: all good. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? All good. But, yeah. but you know, you have
1: them call you, your publicist, sometimes, a your personal. Hey, mm-hmm, yeah. You forget. Mm-hmm. But, be like hey, yeah. But you know, that, that's kind of how it really be, man. Yeah. Um, but I stay on the go so much, man, from not just the, on the music side, from my other business endeavors and stuff, too. Mm-hmm. And even with my cologne brand launch, uh, Whisper you know, it's it's a lot going on with myself and that's another reason why I say, bro, I can't, I can't focus on certain things no mm-hmm. more. I have went in the industry for years being somebody who was influential on a lot of different moving parts, but I ain't have my own product. Mm-hmm. So the moment I get my own product, I'm like, it's interesting because mm-hmm. it shows you who a lot of people are to you and it also shows you what you are capable of. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So with that being the case, that's why I say, like, with, you know, me, I have to do a lot of time management Mm -hmm. because there's a lot of moving parts. And uh, being a a business person, like, being an artist is cool. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like me getting ready to do this project or or doing this project is like a Mm warm-up. But... Overall, because I'm so consistent with doing so much with these DJs, doing so much with these artists and and things like that, it's more so just like time management. Mm -hmm. How do we map all this out? Because you have to structure everything. Because if not, I ain't going to lie to you, uh, sometimes i be feeling like I got ADHD. You know what I'm saying? Because you have so much going on. But then you can get overwhelmed. Like, where do I start? Where do I focus? And then you don't start. At
0: all.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: (laughs) So you have to manage everything. Let me focus on this. Okay. That's Mm -hmm. done. Let me focus on this. Okay. That's done. Let me Mm -hmm. focus. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And I don't know how many other people out there like that, but just me speaking from my own experience, it can be uh, sometimes like Mm self-sabotages if you... Don't pay attention and actually go ahead and commit to a time schedule and making things happen. And I know for me, that's kind of what screwed me up over the years in a lot of situations. Mm-hmm. So now I try to be on top of a lot of things more so as much as possible.
0: Yeah, I feel that time management, especially in business, is key. So you can be all over the place and, oh, I forgot this, forgot that. Yeah. But having that schedule, I try my best to do it to this day. Just stick to X, Y, Z. It may change up. Some things may change throughout the day, but that's just how you learn to, to pivot at an um, ungiven moment. But I agree with that. So um, in the future, right, what do you see yourself in the music industry in like maybe five years from now? Like how, what do you think it's going to look like?
1: In five years, the music industry as a whole will have changed again. Mm-hmm. I don't know who's going to be uh, dropping projects. Mm -hmm. I don't know if, you know, Drake will feel like dropping projects like that. He might be on the other business endeavors. Mm -hmm. I don't know who's going to drop something. You might still get an occasional, you know, but rap is a young man's game, Mm -hmm. even younger than me. You know what I'm saying? Um, When you have the opportunity to do certain stuff, you do it. Mm-hmm. But don't never lose the fun from it. Mm-hmm. And that's what I feel like a a lot of times happens in music. When you put certain stuff out it's fun, have something happen, you're like, dang, man, this ain't fun no more. Mm-hmm. That's why you get certain projects that you get. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. people are trying to fulfill a goal of the deal mm-hmm. that they're in. But in the next five years... I feel like you're going to see something different. Mm -hmm. A lot of people who we grew up listening to are getting older. Facts. You know, they're getting to the point where not that they necessarily going to retire, but they just getting to a point where it's like if they ain't been to Belize or they ain't been to, you know, Turkey or something like that, they might want to go do that and have a vacation. Facts. They need to do that. They've mm-hmm. earned that. Whether they realize it or not, they got the money to go do it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I don't have a, a true expectancy of culture because mm-hmm. there's so many other things going on in the world. You can change it and shift for the moment yeah. yeah, I feel that. Yeah. Yeah. Because you got, you know, stuff going on overseas mm-hmm. with... Palestine and these wars and stuff going on in different countries. And, you know, rest in peace to all the people who have innocently been murdered and and things like that. But it's so much going on in the world right now. I don't know what's going to be the case in the next five years Mm -hmm. with music. Hopefully, music will continue to breed more entrepreneurs, more successful individuals across (laughs) the board. Not just... For, for the black community, but literally across the board mm. in every community. yeah. Because we really all need each other across the board more than we ever realize it, but mm-hmm. we don't necessarily say that. You yeah, know what I'm
0: saying? That's 100% true to it, though.
1: So, I mean, I, I just, I can't even, I can't even speak on it because I feel like, you know... In America alone, next year we got elections coming up. Mm-hmm. What's that going to look like? <laughs> Crazy as hell pretty. Usual. <laughs> yeah. So then the next four years, it's going to be dictated <laughs> mm-hmm. by what that election look like for us. Straight politics. Yeah, right. Yeah. So then it's going to go from that to X, Y, and Z. So how we move and, and how this happens is like, it encompasses the whole entire world. What is the world on? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Unfortunately. But yeah. that's the truth.
0: It's all tied in together. Yeah. So I understand what you're saying. It is kind of hard to just see because music is one of them things. It's an art. You know, it's not like a uh uh uh, uh it's Not saying it's not They like like brick and mortar quote unquote. Right. It's not just here, you can change this and that, it's the whole right. art. You never know what's gonna be created in X, Y, and Z. Um, so I get that, With just a few more questions real quick. You just said something that sparked something I want to ask you earlier. So for one, you said music is a young man's sport, right? Or young person, woman, man sport. So what age do you think is like, like, bro, or baby girl go ahead and just cut that off and just find something else to do or transition in this industry? Like, what age is that? Like, what age and what they should have going on to stop it? And, and that, and the second part to that is, um, if you can remember this part too, when it comes to the youth, right, you may hear... Oh, because this rapper and that rapper say X, Y, and Z is messing our youth up. Now, how do you feel about that?
1: I mean, I'm going to be honest with you, because I did a, a panel about uh, Hip Hop 50th in Detroit. Mm-hmm. And that was one of the, the latter question mm-hmm. was one of the questions that um, somebody's probably grandma was mm-hmm. out there in the crowd asking. And you know, certain people were giving their take on on things in reference to that. And I feel like this, man, when it comes to when people talk about lyrics and stuff like that,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um overall and in general, in order for people to make a change in their music, mm-hmm you got to tell these kids to stop consuming that themselves. Mm -hmm. As long as a person feel like and know that they can put, even if it's a hymn or a war tone in the background or or underlay of a record and they can be pushed out to psychologically manipulate this person, Mm -hmm. if they know they can do that, they continue to do it because that's how they make money. Mm -hmm. And even like Cause I think her her comment was, you know, it's all these rappers want to talk about killing and this here and that there and everything. It was like, I mean, I get that,
2: mm-hmm.
1: but apples and oranges, so to speak. The Isley Brothers, uh, Smokey Robinson,
0: mm-hmm.
1: they was definitely talking about sex.
0: That's a fact,
1: <laughs> and we did not know it. Yeah, we was growing up younger. We up here saying stuff. I ain't realized that I got. Oh dang, Smoker, you was. Yeah, let that me a let, lot. let me be the pendulum <laughs> to the clock and your. Clock. What? what was you saying? You and know, what? but between and the mama, sheets, what? right? But you had yeah, y'all. We was listening to that yeah, though. Yeah, but. If you told them what you, why you think I, I, you know, I like all these women, you know, I'm feeling like this or doing this. I want to be promiscuous and everything because y'all had me listening to that. Mm-hmm. They don't want to hear that, though, right? Mm-hmm. But it, the, the grand scheme of thing is people are going to put out music that invokes something out of people mm-hmm. because it makes them stream it and buy it. hmm. So if you don't want this to be a thing, you have to change the perception of the younger generation. Mm-hmm. You have to tell them, now, nah, y'all need to be listening to this over here. You can't tell them stop listening to music. You mm-hmm. can't tell them stop listening to rap music. Tell them to go listen to certain Tupac records. Tell them yeah. to go listen to Keep Your Head Up. Tell them to go listen to uh, Biggie, The Sky's the Limit. Mm-hmm. That'll give them a different perspective on hip-hop or what it can be. That'll give them something different to think about when it comes to lyrics. Mm-hmm. And also you gotta look at folks' environment. Facts. If this person is growing up, male or female, and they're displaced, and when they turn on the radio, mm-hmm. something is being played, because on the radio, you know stuff gonna be bleeped out. Mm-hmm. But they go pull up the song on the computer or something, right? Mm-hmm. That's going to attract their attention because they feel like it resonates with their environment. If they know they got to go rob somebody or steal something out of the garbage and can to, they to get it right. They like, man, yeah, they talking about some real stuff. You know what I'm saying? Because I got to live like this myself. Mm -hmm. Whether this person living like that or not, they don't know. Mm -hmm. But they feel like it resonates with them. Mm -hmm. And that's what I be trying to explain to the older generation sometimes. You got to realize, like, people, they listen to what they feel like resonates with them. Mm A lot of times we listen to high-energy music, rap music, when we trying to work out or we trying to, you know, get something out of our system. Yeah. That's why, man, shoot it. I'm going
0: to the gym. This to Meek Mill. Me. Yeah, you know who your play this is. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Gotta be upbeat tempo. Yeah. BPM gotta be right. out there. Yeah. <laughs> you, might,
1: you might find some some real Ratchet records up on there. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Or some some real hood stuff. You know, it's like, okay, yeah, because you're you trying to do that. All right, bet. Cool. It makes sense. And that's why I'd be trying to explain to people like, same way y'all can listen to country music, same way you can listen to rock and roll music. Same way you can listen to EDM music. Same way you can listen to pop records, old school R and B, whatever, gospel, all of that. It's dictated by the mood that you're in. You Mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? So that's why it's like, you gotta. Can we change these people's environments?
0: Mm -hmm. Is that what we working toward, or do we care? Yeah. It's a lot of that that come with it. It's like I just feel about that topic a little bit to touch on it. An artist is going to do what an artist is going to do. But I just feel as if um, like the kids growing up now, because of course it's been 50 years with hip hop. They're not saying they're displaced, but knowing that hip hop and music was kind of based on the artists actually talking about what they're actually doing and they're right. painting stories and telling stories like an artist growing up hearing that who wants to be a rapper. Oh, let me start telling my story. Then the next generation. Oh, let me start telling my story. But I'm going to put a little extra into it in the next one. Then it just goes into uh, some artists just forgetting that people listen have been starting to listen to music because it was a, a relatable topic, a relatable story, this and that, that they can they can relate to. But forget forgetting that and then they're putting that, you know, I'm going to spin here, this and that, drill, this and that, and da, 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 but forgetting like some of these people are still remembering songs are for truth and relatable instances, even though it's entertainment. So, yeah, I get the other side of I'm making this shit entertaining. I got to sell some records and woo 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 woot. Woo, but just those two levers and that is just so confusing. So, of course, to a young kid and, of course, now access nowadays, you can only block so much with these cell phones and X ones. But like you said, one either as an a parent, leader or adult, expose them to the other side and, let, and also give them that talk, letting them know, like, look, half of these folks, this ain't what they got going on. Some they do. It's going to be hard to try to choose who is lying and who's not. But be smart enough to know. This is just music. You know, the songs are really meant to uplift you. And if you do hear some of these things, be your own self and think for yourself. And you know, right from wrong. Like, but again, that whole environment and background, some kids growing up, they don't quite know their right from wrong is a little bit different from Susie in the suburbs. And then, you know, you got Kenny in the the hood. Like, my right could be if I got to eat, but I got to kick that dough down and go eat. Right. Right. So it's just. It's, uh, it's, it's so it's so many levels to that man. Boy. But you know, also too,
1: every little dirt song ain't this way. Yeah, for sure. He got all my life. Mm-hmm. He got other records. This uplifting. Mm-hmm. So, if little dirt can make uplifting music, focus on the uplifting. Mm-hmm. If you want, sh- well, Lil dirt they favorite. Re- so listen to the uplifting. Mm-hmm. Everything that this person put out ain't about kill, 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 you know, yeah. scam this, that, and, you know, I'm robbing you. Everything ain't about that. Mm-hmm. Some, some folks got some, they got some records for the ladies. They got some records for this person, well, you that's know. That's fact. So that's why I'm saying it, it's like, well, what do you let them listen to? Mm-hmm.
0: That's the main thing right there. It starts in that household too, man. It, all the time. Yeah. You, you, you can't control that. Right. And you can't. As long as you're sitting there and, the best you can do either as a parent or a guardian, speaking to these kids, speaking to the youth, like, look, bro, I get it. It's what you love, this and that, but this what it is and this what it ain't. And after that, it's just culture and society, we outnumbered by that. So what you gonna do, man? What you gonna do? But just real quick, the other part of that question as far as the young man's sport, how do you feel about that? Like, what is that? Because one instance of the reason why I brought it back up because a friend said he had a hard-ass song. He was knocking, you know, everything sound good, this shit could go, but... I think him and uh, a producer went to a club and to the DJ. Let the DJ hear it. DJ 100% fucking with it. It's like, yeah, I'm going to spin it with the whoop. And he was like, how old is, bro? He told him his age. And he was like, damn, bro. I can't even play it. You too old. But how do you feel about that? And then what age do you think is the whole young man sport and music? They shouldn't tell him what the age was. Mm. That's. <laughs> the reason why I say
1: that is, is this. If you 50 years old and you decide to rap or sing, mm-hmm. somebody who's a pop singer, it's like 48, 50 something, getting records placed, doing this, doing that, mm-hmm. you not going to say that about the pop singer or the country singer, facts. but you gonna say that about rappers and the R&B or it's like. They focus on age. They focus on weight. They focus on uh, how dark you are, how light you are, what do you look like. They focus on all these things within the rap and the R&B community, right? Mm -hmm. They don't do this in other genres of music. They don't do that. Mm. Age can't determine when somebody puts out a record. But if you're going to get into the music business, you should when you're younger. Yeah. Not as you getting older, like me, bro. I've been in the industry for over ten years. Mm-hmm. Me putting out a project because I can do that, and it, it makes
0: sense. It though. makes yes. sense, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Somebody who eighteen though, man, they got me.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You eighteen?
2: <laughs> yeah. What
1: you need? Can I help you?
2: Yeah.
1: They, cause they younger. They they got longevity. Mm-hmm. When I'm uh 50 years old, unless I'm being invited to speak on the panel or do this and do that, I'm going to be honest with you. That's yeah, why I'm like, ready but, coming out yeah, now, man, come on, on for the man. Oldest. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Like, this this why you, you know, you look at somebody like Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg is a living legend, bro. Yeah. He on the project I'm I'm putting out, man. Mm-hmm. He a living legend. What you see this man doing now? Man, he got stuff with the kids. On commercials, he, has, he on commercials. Yeah. <laughs> right, he on. He the doorDash, uh, yeah. the doorDash commercial. That one and the um, Corona with lime, right, Corona, right. So he got all these endorsements, making money, doing it, doing that. He acting. Look mm-hmm. at Ice T. Ice T been in uh that what is CSI? It? I CSI right, yeah. He been doing that for years. He ain't got to drop another record. Mm-hmm. They pay him all the money to do acting and different things. Like that. When you get to a certain age, man, it's like you gotta understand. Mm-hmm. Are you gonna be uh young? How many, how many lines can you come up with? That's gonna resonate <laughs> with, these with these people, <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm saying. Seeing his
0: drama, pension trying to win it, <laughs> like what?
1: <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Who, okay, so how many of y'all still alive in this one <laughs> that actually that's going to resonate with? Yeah. <laughs> they not playing it in the club, sir. They not playing Damn it in the club. Facts. So, I mean, that's why I'm like, at a certain point, I mean, even, even on a on a lesser scale, because you, you see what Snoop doing, but look at 50 Cent. Mm-hmm. 50 Cent can go do a world tour with his music. Sell it up. Sold out mm-hmm. G Unit, okay, but what he really be doing? TV, movie, yeah, movies, films. Mm-hmm. He got the the liquor brand.
0: I mean, you get diverse, he yeah. can still drop some songs now if mm-hmm. he want to. But I think that helps too, as well. because one, you want, staying relevant, but you're not trying to act like I'm this young, you still hot, right? Artists. It's like you know. I've had my stamp. You know who I am, right. but now that I'm on transition, I still got enough repertoire, clout, my portfolio to say, if Fifty ever drop a record, you know it's like it's Fifty. Like we we always have. He's never fell out. We always know who he is. So right. still doing a record just still makes sense for him. Versus um, like you said, somebody just getting into the game is just like, like where this come from? Like bro, we ain't, we can't either to this, spinning this, drinking this, shit, have sex with this, like, bro, what, what, what is it, dog? So it, it bounced back to one, like with feel that brand and his business side take you a long way. That's like longevity, man. Right. For sure, for sure. But we about to wrap it up, man. I ain't gonna keep it too longer. So um, so what's next for Ruben? What you got coming up? As far as any announcements and stuff like that, what you got coming? I would say this month we getting ready to drop the female
1: perfume line. Mm-hmm. So we have the male cologne for Whisper. We're going to have the female mm-hmm. um, getting ready to drop this month. Uh, we have a couple of other additives with the Whisper brand in general. Mm-hmm. Um, that's going to be good for relationship building. And, you know, which is significant other or whatever. And outside of that, man, really for me also, if y'all have not yet, Make sure y'all tap in with Glow Energy Drink. Shout out to, uh, you know, Kylie Jenner, Mm -hmm. whole drink company. I'm also a part of that campaign as well. So shout out to, yeah, definitely shout out to Glow Energy Drink. Um, And really, just from that, man, 5 a.m. on Peachtree.
0: Let's do it. Yeah. Let's do it. (laughs) (laughs) All right, man, so with that, before we close out, right, if you could, again, like I said in the beginning, you got um young dude, young female, young old, whomever, they may be watching, right, they may want to be a DJ, producer, or just navigate how you navigate, right, so if you can, just lead them with some advice, some inspiration, some words of encouragement to either how to just get up and get started, how to keep going, how to navigate, so what can you tell to the, the listeners and viewers right now?
1: Um, watch this interview. I can't
0: say nothing else because I feel
1: like I dropped so much that I probably shouldn't even have dropped. But I feel like I dropped so much in this interview. If you watch this interview, it's actually gonna help you start from the beginning with the Forty Eight Laws of Power book. Listen, man, for the person who don't read, go on YouTube, start doing research on you know bettering yourself as much as possible. If you are a young person, you want to get into the entertainment industry and everything. Ask yourself, is this one something that you really want to do? Also understand it's a lot of work. It requires your parents to do a lot of investment in you as a young person. And if that's not the case, if you are of age, make sure you have a job, keep a job. always have a job. I myself made a lot of mistakes. Because I did not have a job all the time. Everything in life requires money except water and the air that you breathe. <laughs> that's the that's the world we live in. That's the system that we live in. Understand that. Until that is done away with, that's what it is. So respect that and always realize, and understand you got to invest in yourself, man. You got to. So definitely watch this interview. Check it out, man. Hey, I'm Ruben Wood, president of QC DJs. You know what? You already know what's going <laughs> on, man. You know how we coming. <laughs> and let them know how they can find
0: you on social media too, man.
1: Tap in with me at Real Ruben Wood. That's at R E A L R U E B E N W O O D. Make sure you also follow Official QC DJs on Instagram as well. And
0: again, 5 a.m. on Peachtree is coming. Get ready. Let's do it, man. But again, brother, I want to thank you for coming through. I know for a fact, like I said, if they listen to this interview, <laughs> it's a lot of value you don't put out. and He even gave, gave me, so I ain't even doing it. But I'm like, <laughs> man, that made so much sense. But thank you for coming out. I Highly appreciate it, man. I, I'm gonna say I know they're gonna gain some value from it again. So next time, y'all have been tuning into the inherited Podcast. I am Sir Gates. Make sure y'all follow the podcast page at the Podcast. That's N-H-E-R-I-T-D Podcast. Follow me on social at SirGatesBC, S-R-R-G-A-T-E-S-B-C. This Get in here, the podcast, man. Y'all have a good one. Until next time. I
2: appreciate you. Man. Yeah, it was a good one, bro. <laughs>